My name is Philippa Davis, founder and CEO of Our Sam Baby Loss Charity. And I'd like to welcome you to the Our Sam Talking Out Loud podcast series. Now, in this episode, we're going to be actually talking about the month itself, the month of December, and what that means with the run up to Christmas and the challenge that that can provide for people that have been affected by pregnancy and baby loss. And also we've looked at options of support and coping strategies. We've been really lucky to be able to have three fantastic charities who've come along to talk about the support that they provide and also on a general level to be able to talk about guidance and advice. All of them as people who have been individually affected, which was fantastic. We then went on to hear from parents Nadia Leek and Peter Byram who also works with SANS and I talked to Laura Atherton one of our trustees about my experience as a mum who's gone through stillbirth multiple miscarriages and has been left with empty arms after a very long journey trying to become a mum. For the final part of this special podcast I'm really over the moon to welcome back the lovely Reverend Andy Dovey who's the lead for chaplaincy and manager of bereavement services at Croydon Health Services NHS Trust. Andy, thank you so much for coming back. It's almost a year, I think, since we did our podcast about your work as a chaplain and also your incredible work supporting people affected by miscarriage and earlier loss. And then for Baby Loss Awareness Week, I had the pleasure and privilege of coming down to do a reading for you as part of your wonderful service and the opening of the beautiful Crocus Garden. Now, for those who haven't listened to your podcast episode or aren't aware of you, would you tell us a bit about you, the work you do, and you could maybe even mention the fantastic awards you've recently won? Philippa, thank you very, very much for inviting me uh, back on your podcast. It's always a pleasure to work with organisations that try to signpost and provide care to bereaved families following a child loss or a miscarriage. So my work here is is not quite straightforward. Um, It's quite diverse. So I head up the chaplaincy and spiritual care team here uh, in the NHS of a, a large acute hospital. And a lot of our work is around providing care uh, on the labour ward, particularly around miscarriage or even early miscarriage before they get there. Um, And our care is about looking after the parents and providing for their pastoral and spiritual care so that they can come to terms with the loss that they've had. And at some point in future, I hope that they can come to peace uh, with that loss. But we also have um, a very large multi-faith team here uh, at my trust, which we manage. So it's not just about if you're a Christian and lose a baby. It doesn't matter whether you're Hindu, Sikh, Muslim, or actually you have another belief other than a religious belief. We are here to cope and cater for all of those needs. Uh, The other thing I'd say is that probably me and my team, we do on average 
funerals for at least three babies every week. And it's an incredible experience in the diversity of the funerals that we have to take. But our aim is to provide to parents the knowledge that their loss, their baby, has been laid to rest respectfully and peacefully to give them some comfort that not only did they love that child, but we did as well. Oh, Andy, I mean, three funerals a week, that is huge, isn't it? That inc incredibly sadly, that's huge. But today, Andy, we're talking about Christmas. And as lead for chaplaincy and manager of bereavement services, what makes Christmas so difficult for bereaved parents and families, even those who may not celebrate uh, celebrate Christmas? And do you notice a need for more or different support at this time of the year? Yes, it, it's, it's an interesting time of year because most of us uh, are celebrating, um, from the Christian faith anyway, the birth of a child. And that was a very special child that was in the Christian faith, a child that was to, to bring total change to humanity, to provide an everlasting life, to provide that love and care from God, our creator and father. And when they lost their child and didn't survive, whether it be a really early miscarriage or whether it be a, a later miscarriage of stillborn, it doesn't matter. It's heart-rendering to think that God managed to put this child on the earth with no problems, potentially no conception, um, and then theirs is taken away from them. And there seems to be no justice, particularly if they believe in a God of love and creation. It doesn't make sense. And I can understand where they're coming from. But in all of this, what we must say and must think of is that if we have a faith in God, God knows when something is wrong. And potentially God saves and takes us back to his kingdom where we rest in peace. And we're in safety and it's eternal. Now, for people that don't believe in a religious faith, or maybe their faith isn't particularly coordinated with eternal life, it's even more difficult for them to understand why this loss has happened. And it also questions about what do they grasp onto to give them that support during these wonderful for so many people celebrations of new birth our care at the hospital increases we look out for those families that we know have been through a particularly difficult loss whether it be early miscarriage or it be a child we look out for them and we are ready there to give care and support and to signpost them to more professional help if they need to. 
No, that's fantastic, Andy. And I know I was blown away when we talked in our last podcast recording about, you know, and something I hadn't thought about because, you know, as as you're aware, I I don't have a particularly religious belief, you know, even, even though I think, you know, what you do is incredible. But I think what blew me away and something I hadn't thought about when we went through our losses was the fact that, you know, you're not just there for people with a, with a religion as is known, you know, you're, you're not. And I think that's something that that stereotype almost needs removing, doesn't it, for for people who go through loss, because you are a person who has the experience to sit there and listen when we need it most, whether it is from a religious perspective or just a human perspective. Yeah, and I think I think it's a really good point because when I took over the chaplaincy team here at the hospital, we were just known as the chaplaincy team. And that was the first thing I changed. And we became the chaplaincy um, and spiritual care team because not everybody, as you say, quite rightly, has a faith in a religious order. But we all have a spirituality and our spirituality is the most important thing to us. And of course, when we're expecting a child, they become part of our spirituality because we are planning for the future of that baby from the moment that we know that we're pregnant. We know that. And therefore, the chaplaincy teams in hospitals have transformed over years to recognise that not only is it not just the Christian faith as it was 40 years ago, but there are other faith communities, Hindu, Sikh, Muslim, but also there is those that have other beliefs. And the one term I really hate and I pull people up on is when they talk about uh, people of faith and no faith that doesn't exist it's people with a faith or belief and we mustn't forget the people that have a belief because i think and i may be wrong and please forgive me everybody if i have got this wrong but i think that when you haven't got sometimes a faith to hold on to that there may be something better in the future it can be even harder to understand and accept that loss and that's our job in the hospital to provide that care yeah and in in a strange kind of a way that that faith and belief can almost be just your hopes and dreams can't it yes absolutely There's no definition for spirituality. Um, There's lots written on it, but there's no defined understanding or definition of spirituality. But you're right. It could be as simple as our hopes and dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Andy, that's that's fantastic. And, you know, it's it's lovely to hear about this diversity. And I think, you know, coming back to the time of the year that it is, it's so, so important that you know people are aware of anybody who is able to support you know when when you when it's needed most um as a trust andy is there anything special that you do at this time of the year as as an additional support well 
It's really interesting because um, we've just had a service in our worship centre for children, actually, that have lost parents. Um, and once again, our crocus garden come into its own with children planting crocuses. Um, and that's a really important service because we focus a lot on parents that have lost children, but we mustn't forget that children at a very early stage can lose parents. Um, we also have many services in the worship centre. So we will be celebrating with the usual carols, doing carols on the wall sensitively, of course, because obviously, you know, um, there are people that we may offend, so we have to be very careful. This year we have a very special um, service because a young dad passed away and we have a children's service for that dad so that as they enter into the Christmas spirits, because they do have a faith, um, we can try and help them in that pathway to still remembering dad. A lot of our work at Christmas is about healing. It is about remembering and it's about holding in our hearts those that were important to us. And we mustn't forget that even at the time of Christmas, they still live on in our hearts and in our minds. And that's the most important thing for us. That's really beautiful. I mean, we talk about that a lot as bereaved parents. You know, it's that that is where our children sit, our babies sit with us is, you know, you carry them wherever you go. So, Andy, what advice would you give at this time of the year to, to parents, to families and also supporting professionals as well? So whether they be healthcare or whether they be an employer, you know, that sensitivity of this time of the year, what advice would you give to both sides? Professionals, I guess that's the easy one. Um, for the professionals that provide the support, we realise that you're human beings as well. And whether you yourselves have had losses, it's an incredible job that professionals do in supporting peoples in this loss. And we know that it does affect us at times. There are cases that makes us very sad. But what we have to live with is the fact that we're trying to provide that comfort and support to families. And for hundreds, if not thousands of families in this country, without that support, they would find it very, very difficult to come to terms with their loss. They'll never get over it. And I hate this term, you know, time's a great healer. You know, I'm not sure we heal. I think we learn to live with our loss and accept our loss potentially. For families and parents, you know, this is your little one that's gone and you can't bring them back. But what you can do is still celebrate that they existed because they did. And I know people that still lay a place at the table at Christmas. Um, for somebody that can't be with them 
And that's a wonderful thing to do because you're including them in your celebrations. You're including them in probably the most important time of the year for many of you. A time when families come together and celebrate. Oh, Andy, that's, yeah, what what a fantastic sentiment and what, what a fantastic thing to say. I, th- I think it's it's so important that, you know, families and parents, you know, realise that it is okay. It's okay to do these things. It, and you're, you're totally accepted and this is totally normal because I think there are too many parents out there, families who, there is almost this, this this dark cloud that hangs over that they worry about what people think or worry about what people say um, because the other people don't understand what they're going through. So thank you. And Andy, thank you so much for everything that you and your team do. You are wonderful and you know I think that. Um, and I know you're coming back shortly um, just to finish the podcast for us. But to everyone who's been listening, that's it for this special podcast discussing the difficulties of Christmas for bereaved parents and families and how we navigate our way through. Whatever you have planned, please, please be kind and gentle to yourself and do what you need to do to get through. And whether you're a bereaved parent, a family member or a professional, if you are in need of advice, guidance, help or support at Christmas or any day of the year, we are all here. You aren't on your own. And you can now access SOS Baby Loss, which is the UK's first online directory of support organisations and services who are dedicated to supporting anyone affected by the loss of a pregnancy or baby between conception and 28 days post-birth. To find the SOS Baby Loss Directory, just go to the Our Sam website, oursam.org.uk, and click on the SOS Baby Loss page, or select the big red Find Support button on the website. Now, to finish our final podcast for this year, and for Christmas, for all our bereaved parents and families, however you choose or need to embrace or ignore Christmas this year, I've asked the wonderful Reverend Andy Dovey to end the podcast with a reading. Andy, thank you. Thank you very much, Philippa. What I'd like to say is I have chosen a reading from the Bible today which is just as applicable in some respects to our Muslim colleagues as well, as we talk about the birth of Jesus. And I think that this is quite inspiring for us to contemplate on as we go forward. And this is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. 
this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Do not be afraid. There will be an angel looking after us. God bless you all and happy Christmas. Thank you.